0: You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host
1: Chris Horwadale and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadale joined by Mario Hines. Mario, sir, how are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm well. The anticipation's high. Also, the NFL is a strange, strange place. Yes,
0: It is a it's a damn strange place. Uh, We've, you know, so much to talk about. I can't wait to dive into last week and I can't wait to look forward to this week. I've got BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look, as we always do, at all of the lines and uh, fun stuff for this week a little bit later in the show. But before we get there, good sir, if I said 1616, (laughs) what would your reaction be?
1: Um, I would think is that some type of fancy liquor. (laughs) Well, I would think alcohol
0: would be necessary for
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh I don't even know where to go with this. There's no is this a moral victory? I I don't know. I don't I don't I think I'm too numb. I'm too numb still to figure out how this really manifests itself into something good. This is we tied.
0: Is it weird that I actually think it's the other way? It's it's like a moral defeat, because like this seemed like the chance you had. The Lions had every opportunity to beat the Steelers, including a field goal that I mean I would say anyone watching thought it had a zero point zero 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 one percent chance of going in. That after watching the kick appeared to be high. Yes, but <laughs> I don't know. This this feels like this is the one that you should have got and you didn't get it.
1: That. Nailed, nailed on the head of the whatever. I'm just very, very taken aback at how, like every time I think this team is turning the page, the reminder that they don't have good players, NFL caliber players, (laughs) like the relative good. They don't, like they're not there. And for the small spurts of burst and joy From, you know, Johnson, who gets hurt making the best play of his career. Like, yeah, of course, right? Stuff like that. I'm like, this team's not good. This team's not Like, I'm past the fact that, like, the coaching, it's it's such a weird, weird um, transition or flip because the last couple of years, it's like, oh, this is clearly the coaching. And I'm furious, right? I am furious. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, almost like watching a bad high school team. You're like poor kids, and then you remember <laughs> these aren't kids, right? So well, some of them, this somehow childlike.
0: Yeah, it's rough, man. And uh, I wonder how long how long do we blame the team? How long until Dan Campbell uh, starts getting some of the blame if this continues into next year?
1: I think that there's a combination. It, it won't just be what happens next year. It will be what you do in the off season. How much you show is within your control and understanding of this this graveyard of a roster right now. Improvements, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's got to be stick to the stick to the plan. So don't do anything nuts and drastic. Stick to the plan and improve every area you can improve. And then I want to see the growth because we did see a change in how the team was managed. Uh, between the beginning of this year and and now to put you in position to win games like the Steelers game or other, you know, Ravens game. We saw adjustments. So I continue to see adjustments. If that stops, you know, like what had me concerned, not overly concerned, but a little bit is that the three straight running, uh, running plays. And I get mm-hmm. what you're doing um, because Dan Campbell called the plays for the first time on Sunday. Yeah. And I get what you're doing. It's like control. It's, it's uh, sticking to what works in a sense. It's not putting your team in a bad position, but we weren't getting ahead of the chains, man. So it almost, and you, you you text me about it. It looks like concession. And that mm-hmm. doesn't, that doesn't bode well at all.
0: Oh yeah, no, I thought you were a hundred percent. Actually, I, both teams were a hundred percent playing for overtime, which just felt weird for an 0-8, 0-9 team. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you saving anything for?
1: Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And I am now at a point where I'm like, I think you trust Jared Goff, and he must be a very, very nice man. He must be a very good guy and can articulate his goodness because David Blau would have been just stinking up the joint by now for me.
0: Well, Mario, as it is, Jared Goff missed practice with an oblique today. He is extremely questionable for this weekend. And it seems that... If he's not ready to go, the Lions will turn to Tim Boyle. Today I learned the Lions have a backup quarterback
1: named Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle sounds like last time I made fun of a guy who sounded fake, he went off. So hopefully this is a good omen because Tim Boyle this is not, this is the stand in. This is David Blau's friend. He's like, yeah. I'm going to be late to practice. Can you go? You go yeah, nobody knows the difference. Yeah. Wow, like, we don't one
0: hundred percent remember what David Blau looks like. This could be him.
1: I mean, I just know he has his name on his jersey. Yeah.
0: So th- this gentleman, uh, Tim Boyle, he was a member of the Green Bay Packers in, from 2018 to 2020. 27 years old, six foot four, 232 pounds per Wikipedia. Has never thrown a pro touchdown nor interception. Has 15 passing yards. A uh, was at negative 16 rushing yards so that's not
1: what a horrible sack or maybe multiple
0: yeah i would probably multiple is my guess and uh, he played college at U- played in college at Yukon and Eastern Kentucky needless to say undrafted and <laughs> uh yeah i learned eastern kentucky for his final season which looks like maybe he had an injury or just transferred from yukon to eastern kentucky from 2015 to 2017 Finally got the chance to start. Didn't play well. Uh, career completion percentage of 55.5%
1: in college. And oh, he's uh, just huge, huh? His arm must be... He must have a big arm.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. He 11 touchdowns to 13 interceptions his senior season. Oh,
1: stinks. Absolutely oh, stinks. But oh, my must, God. must throw the ball very hard. Whatever.
0: Career... I've never seen someone with this bad a touchdown to interception ratio get to play in the NFL. And I, I genuinely think that's accurate. He had in his college career, he had twelve touchdowns to twenty-six
1: interceptions in his whole career. In his whole career, I would have had a much better uh, QB career, for sure. <laughs> I would have had, I would have been. Uh, no, there's no way I could have done that bad at quarterback. Given
0: no, matter. I would have just started kneeling at some point.
1: Like this is, <laughs> this is your twentieth <laughs> interception as you've thrown ten touchdowns Right. And you're like, and, and, and you don't bunker down and like, you know what? Maybe that's why he hasn't thrown any professional picks. One, he's not getting the chance. And two, he's taking that 15-yard completion and just, you know what? Let's hand it off or take a sack. Been here. Uh,
0: Boyle signed with the Green Bay Packers as an undrafted free agent on May 4th, 2018. After an impressive preseason, Boyle made the 53-man roster in September 18 as the team's third-string quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Kaiser. Boyle didn't play in the 2018 season, saw his first professional playing time on October 20th, 2019, during a Week 7 win over the Oakland Raiders. Boyle took over for Rodgers during the final minutes of the game, uh, so he probably had a bunch of, yeah, he had a bunch of victory formation kneels, and that's the negative 16 rushing yards.
1: (laughs) You didn't even Uh, get sacked, man.
0: Nah, he saw more extended playing time on November 24th, 2019, during a lopsided Week 12 loss to the San Francisco 49ers, completing his first NFL pass to backup tight end Robert Tunyon. He finished the game three or four for 15 yards. Boyle was scheduled to become a restricted free agent following the 2020 season, but the team did not extend a tender to him at the start of the new league year, so he became an unrestricted free agent on March 17th, 2021. Cut to, look, he was only free for five days before the Lions scooped him up.
1: Okay, so again, the most important thing I'm hearing about how Mm -hmm. he's even relevant yeah. Six four, what'd you say? Six four two thirty two. Thirty-two. I'm telling you, I promise you. We can even bet some money. Let's bet some wings on this. Yeah. His arm is live. I'm
0: trying to see if anyone ever even bothered writing a scouting report for him. <laughs> Cause I'm not convinced that would uh I Googled I guess we'll Google Tim Boyle NFL draft scouting report. This is this is the hot content that people tune in for the hot Tim Boyle content. I mean these these are
1: the ins and outs. Right. These are the ins and outs.
0: NFL draft scout, they're just they're not going to have anything there. They they list him as 63. So, let's see. Somebody's at playing. his pro day, a bunch of liars. Uh at his pro day, which was at he worked out with Yale. Hmm. Uh 63 232 47740 uh, everything else is pretty decent vertical jump and fine bench press. But uh, yeah, I don't, nobody seems to have actually bothered to write a real scouting. No, it is
1: just the stat line. The stat line is a, is a filter for even bothering with the pen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> God, uh, on this one, si.com ranking the Packers number, number 25, Tim Boyle. All it says in the description Boyle, statistically one of the worst starting quarterbacks in college football history, <laughs> beat out Kaiser, another highly touted prospect.
1: what <laughs> I was going to ask, how did he get those snaps? If if Kaiser was was very bad, Kaiser was kind of,
0: and I don't think Kaiser endeared himself to any any NFL team. He doesn't. He doesn't have that winning personality.
1: No, he he, he could care less. Okay, here you go.
0: Here you go. Uh, uh, this this headline here from August fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Uh, I'll save the headline. I'm just reading the description. He's an enigma on the Green Bay Packers roster. A kid who took uh, the backroads of college football. The title, Big Arm, keeping <laughs> Tim Boyle in contention for Packers backup job.
1: If I wanted to go into scouting, I get fired very fast. But. These mm-hmm. are the things that I know, man. These are the things I know. If anything, being an undersized wide receiver, I know what gets you in when you're not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to have something. I would have guessed game, well, but even game manager doesn't make sense with basically a two and a half to one interception. Yeah, to touch He's not going to manage the
1: game. He's going to throw it away. Like he is going to throw the game away.
0: Yeah, there has to be some like unique physical skill to get him an opportunity, and mm. uh, you know we'll see. Maybe maybe the Lions' offense will be explosive beyond belief, just trying to go <laughs> deep on every every single play. Tim Boyle to Daryl Hodge all day. I could see it happening.
1: Ooh, well you've got you've got the <laughs> sight.
0: I don't have it. <laughs> um, yeah, the headline, the uh, the the Roto World story with Goff. If Goff if Goff's unable to play in Week 11, the Lions will turn to Tim Boyle. As bad as Goff has been this season, and he's been very bad, Boyle would likely be worse. TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift's fantasy managers should keep an eye on Goff's practice reports this week. Everyone else should keep their eyes off the Lions if at all possible.
1: I agree. I'm. I feel I've never gotten to the point where I had to think about some of the fantasy owners who have Lions mm-hmm. players, but I feel really bad for the folks that Pick up, picked up. Hawkinson, uh, there's, yeah. there that belief wasn't, you know, out of out of your mind. That was actually a well thought out intention that he would be somewhat productive at the at the upper upper end of tight ends. Yeah, this year, so
0: I feel bad for Hawkinson. I mean, forty eight catches for four hundred and forty eight yards and two touchdowns just isn't isn't the part of that offense that he should be. But that's because Jared Goff has been. Really, really bad. He's been really bad, and you know, but it's okay. It's the Tim Boyle era of Detroit <laughs> Lions football. He could be your Mike White or Josh Johnson. Or I love that we get another opportunity to see a, a Jets quarterback throw for 300 yards this weekend, however unlikely it is as they've announced Joe
1: Flacco. Yeah, I saw starter that. This I weekend. saw that. I'm like, you, my man Salah out there, I'm like, oh, you're really from out here. You're really from yeah. around the way, man, because this is... <laughs> This is like people are telling you. These are these are the neighbors and my that are telling you who to start because I can't answer.
0: just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Joe Flacco is that is that shit. He's that shit on the wall. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I did I did not enjoy my time with Joe Flacco as his starting quarterback. Much hap, uh, backup quarterback. Sorry, I'm much happier to have uh, Mister Minshew as the backup quarterback in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, I, I believe so. I believe, so.
0: especially when like. I always think it's interesting when guys are like, you know, they get to that stage of their career. They have been good starters. They have been, you know, Flacco was a really good starter. He was a pro bowler for mm-hmm. a long time. Then it gets to that career, part of the career where he's a backup and they're like, Oh yeah. you know, are you willing to help the younger guys? And they're basically like, nah,
1: I hate that idea.
0: Nah, I don't, I don't think I'll be doing that. They'll, they'll learn from me from watching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm to get in like, line. Dude,
0: This is a good way to not be in the NFL next year, Joe. He's
1: like setting it up. Setting it up.
0: DeAndre Swift, limited in practice today, too. Uh,
1: So that's... This is high school, Chris. I swear to God. It's like, oh, you're not playing, Jared? I'm not playing then. Yeah, that's good news. Although he did... He's coming off
0: of a career-high snap rate, 93%, and uh, a career-high in touches with 36 last week, so... You know, it could be it could be a rest day. He was just limited, but the uh, the shoulder injury is a new one that we haven't seen listed before. So uh, that that's that's a fun thing to keep uh, an eye on, especially when Jamar Jefferson is gonna miss some time with an ankle injury. Who the hell knows? It's Tim Boyle to Kadarius Hodge handing off to Jamal Williams this weekend for the Lions, and somehow they beat the Browns twenty-eight to fourteen.
1: Yeah, it's the the thing is that if the Browns want to do this and lose to us, they can. They still very mm-hmm. much can, but no. Not just to, it's very hard for me to see outside of I've always thought the Steelers were, you know, haven't figured out what they have yet. Yeah. Uh the Browns know exactly what they have. It's just can they execute it? And even if they don't. This just seems like even if they don't. I don't have it. I don't have it. Um I won't give my prediction now, but I'm probably no. foreshadowing
0: a bit. Also, if it's talking about tough to see, like we talked about the whole Henry Rugg situation a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, my, you know, my heart kind of went out to him when we saw that. We saw like the TMZ photo of him sitting on the curb after the accident with head in his hands, crying with when he's come to the realization of what he's done. And I'm sure a big part of that is what he's thrown away. Mm-hmm. You, you feel for him on a human level, even though he made an incredibly horrible mistake That's all gone now because I don't know if you saw this today, Henry Ruggs missed a required alcohol test while on house arrest. Like,
1: what are you doing instead? Go
0: fuck yourself, dude. Like that's what are you, what are you even trying? Like, what is your goal? You're never, there's a 0% chance. And I've, I've said in the past, I think someone else will give him a chance. He made a mistake. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in jail for a period of time. But he's 22 years old. Even if he's in jail for four years, five years, he's 26, 27. Still be fast. Be rehabilitated. I thought somebody else would give him a chance. This is like, you are doing everything you can to sabotage your life.
1: so weird. And I get like the depressive state of, you know, paralysis by analysis. But why didn't you have, like, just be ready. Like people, I'm not blaming or holding the people around him to blame. But like, he... He either didn't tell everyone when this date was and or well, or, it's, or he worse than that. Them.
0: You know what I mean like it's, it's good. It's worse than that. Ruggs is under house confinement with an electronic monitoring and four times a day alcohol check. He's required to respond uh, to a telephone or text signal by blowing into a device that checks his blood alcohol level. He knew it was coming.
1: He has to do it four times a day. He just blew it off. Wow. Wow, with that news, I'm like you were drinking. I don't I can't say. I don't want to but you know, I, or or you just
0: decided you didn't care. Decided you've already like, you've already thrown your life yeah, away. What's a, yeah. What's a little bit more? And Ooh, not smart nah. when there there hasn't been a trial or sentence exactly. Yet.
1: Like all eyes are still on you, my friend.
0: Yeah, this is what a disaster. What and what a disaster of a draft class. But from the from the Raiders, they they you know get effectively nothing from rugs they get effectively nothing from Damon Arnett, who they have cut because he t- took to took to Instagram or whatever the hell it was, TikTok, whatever, brandishing a weapon and threatening to kill people. This is... Like, we all thought that the while it seemed like a strange move from a player personnel perspective, the one thing that would come along with the Raiders hiring Mike Mayock, NFL draft genius Mike Mayock, as their GM... Is that they would have outstanding draft classes for at least a period of a couple of years? This is—they've had some of the worst draft yeah. classes in NFL history.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's self-sabotage, self-satire, or just the fact that you really had us all fooled. But you had us all fooled because this is yeah, who's who's the guy? What's the D lineman? Gotcha. Cleland Farrell. I feel so bad for him because he didn't ask for this. Oh, for any sure. <laughs>
0: No, oh, he didn't ask to go, what, four overall? <laughs> the guy who probably should have been drafted in the 20s? Yeah. And you knew, like, going into that draft, Mayock was like, oh, we've got a guy, he's off the board, we know we're going to get him, we love him, we love him, all this. Dude, You for, sabotage? talk about sabotaging a player's career. Yes. But also sabotaging your own. And, and when he eventually heads back to the NFL Network to go back to being an analyst, because let's not kid ourselves— his time as general manager is, is waning. Yeah. Do you take him seriously anymore? Like we've, we've seen firsthand the players that he, he chooses for his own team and they're terrible.
1: It depends on the integrity of whatever network. It really does because Mm. it will be a draw. It will be a draw to scoff at whatever he says as a definitive. At this point, it will be, I will tune in just to say, you don't know any. You don't know shit. I w- <laughs> right. I, c- I couldn't wait. Actually,
0: yelling at him through the television, and it makes me. It makes me question things too, because uh, you know maybe we get and by we the the royal we and or just me uh, get carried away with the knowledge base of some of these people, because you know my whole goal, my whole dream off for the Eagles this year, when we saw that they were going to fire Doug Peterson and it looked like they were potentially going to let Howie Roseman go. I wanted Joe Brady as the head coach and Daniel Jeremiah as the general manager. And now I can't say that either one of those people would not have done well in those positions, but I can say for sure Mike Mayock did not do well in his position in a similar (laughs) one to Jeremiah, and that Joe Brady's Panthers team looks absolutely awful, save for the return of Cam Newton.
1: Yeah, yeah, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I, I, I just... It just
0: goes to show how little we know about anything. We don't know how how much like random fucking luck and goes into all of this.
1: Absolutely. This year, especially, I mean, aside from Mayak being very consistent throughout the years of bombing his draft classes this year in particular, very much seems like because Brady was on the up and up last year. Oh, yeah. So this year just seems like a very strange coming. I don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on.
0: I don't know, but I know what we're gonna do, and that's uh, Week Eleven National Football League picks Thursday night. Mario Hines, mm-hmm. the New England Patriots head to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, Bavada has the Falcons plus seven at home.
1: Yeah, there's this thing going on right now where Mac Jones is the guy. He's that mm-hmm. you know the he wasn't underrated in any stretch, and that's what I I, I don't want to hold against. What I'm seeing with him, which is actual progression uh, alongside, obviously, one of the better coaches, if not the best coach to ever coach in this league. So I don't see him regressing. Uh, The Mm -hmm. Falcons are tapping out at how good they can be this year. So whatever they've shown up to this point, uh, the Patriots can game plan against. And that doesn't bode well for them. So give me the pats here to win by this game gotcha well let's then let's go ahead and let's build a prop
0: here mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm. We'll, we'll follow this along we'll take the falcons we'll take the falcons Or sorry we're taking the patriots minus seven mm-hmm. so um re jones the thing that really confused me is what the hell the patriot or the the browns were thinking because they just succeeded the week before by playing an aggressive style of defense by having their corners come up to the line, press, get in the receivers face or off timing, blitz the quarterback. And that is a kind of defense that Mac Jones has really struggled with throughout his, his brief professional career. Wherein if you back your, back your corners, back your defensive backs up 10 yards off the line and put them in a soft zone and you're afraid to give up anything over the top. Mac Jones will take seven all day. Oh, and that's a, Then they didn't adjust. They were getting crushed and their defensive scheme did not change at all. I genuinely think Joe Woods is a legitimately terrible coach. I do. I think he benefited from having what was a generationally talented defensive line in San Francisco with Bosa and Buckner and the gentleman who Eric Armstead and the like. I agree. When you have an incredible defensive line, it makes the job of the defensive backs a heck of a lot easier. And also Richard Sherman just happened to have a good year that year. I think he's overrated. I don't think he should be, or at least is not yet ready to be a defensive coordinator in the NFL. And I think the Browns made a mistake by letting him get on the plane with them after that game.
1: <laughs> no, I agree. And it goes to show because he's been trying to recreate that defensive line magic uh, in mm-hmm. Cleveland. Uh, and it hasn't happened. You know, they, ha- they haven't played horribly, but they haven't done the thing and he doesn't have the chops. I agree with you 1000% and lucky for him that the offense is taking up most of the headlines, but mm-hmm. the Browns defense and their inability to adjust being the main thing because they can do they can do everything. You know, you mm-hmm. if you ask them, they can do a lot of things. They can show a lot of a lot of different coverage. They can get after the quarterback, four man front, couple stunts. Um they can blitz well. So even from the defensive backs, some of the defensive backs can can, can blitz well. So it's really Troy Hill had three sacks a couple on. weeks ago. Come on, like think so we it's it's if you think about it that way, it comes down to to the coach coach's preparedness, and uh, yeah, we're not seeing that consistently, man, out of the Browns. Yeah, they have
0: the personnel to to be really really good on defense. You have two, you know, you have Denzel Ward, who's one of the top five or six corners in football. You have Greg Newsom, who's an outstanding rookie. You have Greedy. You have Troy Hill, who may be the best nickel in in football uh, last year. Now he'll had a pretty bad neck injury last week, and we all hope him well. But you have John Johnson at safety. You have Ronnie Harrison at safety. You have Grant Delpit at safety. You have Miles Garrett and Jadathne Clowney on the defensive line. You have Jeremiah Wusukoramoa koromoa at linebacker. You have the personnel to run an incredibly aggressive defense mm-hmm. that can succeed and dictate the tempo of a game. And they're just like, eh, eh we just don't want to give up more than 10.
1: Yeah, sit back, sit back. Ben don't break, Ben don't break. It's the wackest mess. Ben don't break means consistently breaks. Yes exactly breaks eventually
0: the the, uh, Baltimore Ravens head to Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears and Bavada has the Bears plus six at home
1: red hot bears red hot bears or whatever that could be Uh, they are off a bye week yeah right (laughs) which for a rookie is no bueno man Um, typically you like that but when you're in your when you're rookie year as a quarterback from what I've seen anecdotally it's like You want to just catch that rhythm, and you've got to be feeling it because cerebrally you are going to be just behind. If you start to think that you know in your head what's going on as opposed to just unleashing your athleticism, the reason why you're starting, then you'll slow down. You will slow yourself down as opposed to the game slowing down, and I think that with the Ravens and the way they've played recently, uh, they cannot afford to continue to be – you know, lackluster, and I think the Bears mm. will be a little bit over-prepared, if that makes sense. So, perfect storm for the season team to beat the up-and-coming.
0: Game of the week here. Oh, so, oh okay, we got to put that on. Uh, season team beat the up-and-coming, so we're going Ravens, going minus, Ravens six. minus six. And that's even, that's good money for yeah. us. Yeah. Our uh, 100 our bucks currently pays $290 Ooh. on a two-team parlay at Pavada. so... Feeling good about that. We got up to... Uh, we were doing this on, on You're Wrong the other day. And I think we got up to $100 wins $501,000. So, yeah. That's, that's solid. And we've announced many times that you've never been wrong. So, this is just stealing money. It's going to keep going. It's... Oh, we had a very... We had a very silly and a absurd plan wherein over the course of three weeks... Through betting on parlay, twelve team parlays each week, we made eight hundred and twelve billion dollars. Yeah, and intended. Yeah, we're buying Montana. Is we're co. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be a co-owner of Montana. That's gonna be fun, man. Just let me in. Oh, let me in. Should I buried the lead here? I buried the lead, Mario. Uh-oh. 27 minutes in. I own an NFL team now.
1: Who do you own?
0: I am a extreme minority owner of the Green Bay Packers.
1: Wow! Wow! I they, had a,
0: they had a. They had a. For the third time, I believe, in their history, third or fourth time in their history, they had a stock offering the other day to to raise money, Uh and I I sat here with my computer open, and I think I was in line for like three hours, paid my $300, and I now own one share of Green Bay Packers stock.
1: Wow. Like, if it Uh wasn't the Packers, I'd be feeling good about (laughs) it.
0: I know. I don't really like the Packers, but I thought it'd be cool to say, look, my Twitter bio can be really cool now. Yeah, like, yeah, technically I, a minority NFL owner. Technically a movie producer. Yeah. Yeah. In reality, none of that stuff's true. And it's a worthless <laughs> piece of paper. But, uh, hey, if, if somebody comes to me and they're like, do you want to own an NFL team? Yeah. I'm in.
1: <laughs> well, again, I am very proud of you. <laughs> the Packers of all I, teams. I mean, gosh. Well, nobody else is offering. No one
0: else is offering.
1: Well, you could have said no just based on our friendship. My friend... Is a Lions mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Yeah, and the Lions are look, they just I you're you're kick,
0: I just I can't justify the Lions. You can't right now. Well, I do yeah, of course I of course I side with you. Look <laughs> maybe maybe my plan is to bring them down from the inside.
1: Oh uh, hope so. I hope so. All
0: no one I, I was reading the I was reading the contracts and no one is allowed to own more than two hundred thousand shares to assume any sort of majority control.
1: Wow. Okay. That's fair yeah. then.
0: So I'm trying. Oh, you're going for it? Oh, I'm going for it. <laughs> I don't know, it's gonna be gonna be expensive. I think I put it I think the math I did was like sixty million dollars or something.
1: Oh. Got so
0: it. I gotta make a little, but with these parlays, I'm gonna have that in no time.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll get there. You'll get there.
0: Okay. okay. So I'm sorry, but trust me that I don't care if they win or lose. I I just wanted to be able
1: to say I own an NFL team. As long as you say it on record, we're good. We're good. I'm 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 on record with saying I hope they lose. <laughs> Hope they lose. Oh, that was a step. Was a I step.
0: don't get any money. Yeah, I get no dividend from this. I just get to say I, I'm a part owner of the Packers.
1: Well, you want to be an owner of a winning team, right? Eh, eh. Yeah, I guess you're right.
0: There's only 32 of these NFL teams, so I feel like owning a part of any of them is pretty cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Jerry Jones doesn't care, so why should we? Jerry Jones doesn't.
0: P- PFT was suggesting the other day that... Um, uh, my, my my old friend Mike Florio At Pro Football Talk mm-hmm. I've known Mike for a very very long time When Back when I wrote for Pro Basketball Talk When I was like 12 <laughs> um, and Mike's a nice guy mm-hmm. But uh, They were suggesting that The NFL could potentially award St. Louis an expansion team Because of everything that's going on with the litigation Of them losing their team And obviously you'd have to give another team out Because you're not going to have an odd number of teams and at that point, once you get to 34, the number that really makes sense is 40. Yeah. Because you would have eight five-team divisions. And it, it seems crazy to have 40 NFL teams, but it also seems like we might be headed in that direction.
1: I mean, I saw the report, and it's very weird. I don't know yeah. how I feel. I saw the UK folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's 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 got to happen, or you've got to try something. But just... The London stuff is really challenging
0: too because the tax rate is different. So, and and you're also paying I, I believe international taxes. So the players who would be based on those, you know, London has two NFL ready stadiums right now. The the players who would be based in those London teams in this hypothetical would theoretically earn less of each dollar than their United States counterparts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I
0: don't know how you circumvent that.
1: It's the logistics is what is what slows me down very much. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I get it, I get the attempt, but like everything surrounding how to get it done and how it will consistently get done throws me.
0: Yeah. And then there's talk of if you're going to London, do you put a team in Canada? (sighs) I don't know. It's, it feels like this, the scheduling issues would just be nightmarish, uh,
1: astronomically annoying at, at at best.
0: Yeah. And this is with private plane. <laughs> this is right, right. This is not for the normal folk. The oh, look, look at this. Your Detroit Lions travel to Cleveland, take on the Cleveland Browns, and Bovada has the Browns minus eleven and a half. Yeah,
1: sure. Why not? The thing here is that last week I tried to reverse psychology, like that the Lions don't have any more W's on the schedule, and they came mm-hmm. out and they were like, "You're right." <laughs> now they didn't go with l but oh oh mario you're right they agreed wholeheartedly so that trend continues no w's for the lions even the browns here and they get to show up almost any way they want uh, outside of just abysmal um and they'll and they'll win this game but they won't they won't win by 11 so put your money on the lions they just won't win all right a lions plus
0: 11 and a half at minus 110 my Green Bay Packers head to Minnesota to take on the <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, and Bovada has the Vikings two and a half point underdogs.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it because the Vikings show and then they don't show, and they show and they don't show, and the Packers were pretty rusty uh, for all things. But I think you know, one week back in without the hoopla, and you get you get a pretty successful and inspired to win within the division Green Bay team. So give me Green Bay here, obviously, to, to meet that line. Give me a big win, actually, by Green Bay.
0: I'm actually looking for this now, because like now that I think about it, I don't uh I don't think I ever got confirmation. So I definitely paid someone. Oh, you're not even on it right. yet. Hold oh, let's just okay. Never mind, buddy. I'm looking at it. Okay. And it's listed as accepted. Mm-hmm. No, that's a different that's a different one. Never mind. Uh yeah. I'm honestly not sure about where my money went. Uh, I know I paid it, so I'd love it if they would shoot me an email saying, "Hey, this is uh, this is a piece of paper that says uh, it's worthless, but you get to say you own part of an NFL team." Hmm. Anyway, where were we? The Packers versus the Vikings. Where who would we have on that? Oh, I got the Packers winning big, actually. Oh, my Packers! Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, four games in, and we are up to a hundred dollars wins. 1,258. Yes. The Houston Texans travel to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. And uh, another big line here. Bavada has the Titans minus 10 and a half.
1: Yeah. This Titans team, as they are, as they completely sit, can still do almost whatever they want relatively with mm-hmm. the Texans. So yeah. with that said, there's not a lot to it. There's a lineup and we'll beat you. And that's going to happen consistently. So give them the Titans here to hit that line as well. All right, we're taking the Titans. The Indianapolis Colts head
0: to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills, and Bavada has the Bills, minus 7.5.
1: Yeah, this one's tough for me because this is the the game the Colts get up for. This is very yeah. much, I mean, they, they did last time, but that's the very reason why I think this time they fall short. So give me the Bills here who uh, I don't think that they're in trouble, but I think they're pr- pretty fatigued.
0: But also they're kind of like, it's kind of a weird team.
1: Yeah. We don't,
0: the Bills, are they, are they the team that dominated this week or are they team, the team that lost nine to six to the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago?
1: Right, right. I just think that any, I, I think that, I don't think they're in, not in shape, but I think they're tired, man. So any given, any given Sunday or your favorite, um, they could show up, you know, and, and, and put up uh, an effort that doesn't even warrant your belief in them, but they can still always, always play with the best. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing
0: status is completed. This document has been completed. I paid $300 plus a $35 convenience fee. Why are there convenience fees anymore? It's all done virtually. Who, what is, why am I paying an extra $35? Also, while I'm, while I'm on that nonsense, how is it that when I pay a bill over the phone, to a computer, I have to pay a service fee. But when I pay a bill over the phone to a human being who that company needs to pay, it's free.
1: I don't know. I don't. Explain it to know. me. No. We need to ask this question everywhere, at all times, until it's exposed and we make them answer. When they can't answer, they'll they'll, they'll either you know take care of us, they'll silence us, or mm-hmm. they'll make likely. a change.
0: Big commerce coming after us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, sorry, I'm just all in my own head here. Where the Colts-Bills game, who did we like?
1: Oh, we're going Bills here. We're going Bills.
0: All right, Bills minus seven and a half. The Miami Dolphins travel to New York to take on the New York football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus three at home.
1: Yeah, this one's tough for me because I'm going against the trend of new quarterback new beginnings for the Jets, mm-hmm. I guess. But the Dolphins off a of bye, a little more healthy, understanding, hopefully, you know, who they are. Um and I mean coaching wise. I think the players mm-hmm. are are pretty understood. And hopefully they're taking care of Tua. All that said, that I think the Jets luck has run out. I'll give me the Dolphins here. I still believe in Tua. Me too. I, I
0: still I believe in Tua. Maybe I'm naive. Uh I certainly I was I was captaining that Sam Darnold train for a while, but you know, and proven to be I don't know, idiotic mm-hmm. is one way to describe it this season. Uh, but I believe in Tua. I you just he gets the game. He understands the game. He might never be anything than a super game manager, like a poor, poor, poor man's Russell Wilson. But I think he's a starting quarterback. I really do. Take one of those
1: pores off. He might okay, be a 2 man poor man. Yeah. Okay. Did I say three? Yeah, you yeah. said three. I just counted the, in my... Head. I'm like, geez. The, the tape will show it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, fair enough. He's a poor, poor man's so Russell Wilson. There That's, go. Uh No disrespect, Mr. The Nolan Saints travel to Philadelphia to take on my old team, the Philadelphia Eagles, and Bavada has the Eagles minus two at home.
1: Ooh, what Eagles team is going to show it? Wow, oh, what a young... Exciting, frustrating organization you're dealing yep. with. It. Going against a, a a Saints squad that I think is finally saying, you know what? For all this time, we've set our pieces up, and we are in transition. I think they're actually it's settling in for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think the Eagles win here just because you know you've got guys that once that starts happening in the background, you've got guys just thinking about um, what's going to happen next for them personally. And I'm not saying that they're going to implode or that there's going to be some type of internal mutiny, but I'm just saying that changes the way you approach Sundays. Uh, And the Eagles will take advantage of that as just a young team that continues to make mistakes but can do semi-special things. Um, So give me the Eagles here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because it looks like they'll get uh, starting running back Miles Sanders back this week. Mm -hmm. Going to be interesting to see if they actually continue to stick with the running game now that they have their uh, number one running back in the fold. Or whether or not they regress to the team that bizarrely throws the ball forty times a game,
1: they who knows? But I think yeah, I think <laughs> that's as that confident as I am. Pudding. No, I think the proof is in the pudding, and that they'll continue to move in the right direction. I just don't want that to the for fan the fan base to feel like that's guaranteed success just because there's so many variables with the mm-hmm. youth. But uh, I think that at least at least identity wise is forming run game.
0: Also, Roger Goodell, I'm talking to you directly here. Uh, please do not have the Eagles and Browns play at the same time. I don't enjoy it. I don't like having the two TVs set up. I don't like not having the sound on. I don't like watching it on the the, the small television. Please don't do it anymore. For me, thank you. Love you. Have a good day. Uh The San Francisco 49ers travel to Jacksonville to take on those Jacksonville Jaguars, and Bavada has the Jaguars plus six and a half.
1: Yeah, Niners, way to wake up there. I don't know actually if it was that or the Rams not being able to play against physical teams and having to curse of Odell. Yeah, (laughs) I saw a meme where someone was like, Is it actually Odell? And again, you know how much I hate that narrative, but I have to investigate, Mm. you know, I have to investigate, but I think the Niners are also understanding who they are a bit more and Garoppolo played outside of his mind. He won't play that well again, but that defense can do what it did, which is just get the get downhill attack, attack up front and, and make it difficult um, for them to expose what's going on uh, in the secondary and. I don't, the Jags can't, the Jags can't expose it. So give me, um, give me the Niners here. The Washington
0: football team travels to Carolina to take on Cameron Jarrell Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers minus three and a half at
1: home. Cam Jarrell Newton. He said it best. I'm back. I'm not saying that it's about to be a crazy homecoming for my man week after week after week, but it has to help this week. It has to help again this week. I know that McCaffrey's happy he's back. It changes the way that you, the team is attacked. I'm going to give the Panthers the win here. Not going to say big win, but convincing win based on the fact okay. that there is going to be a slight adjustment period for teams to understand what level of Cam is truly uh, back in the NFL. So give me the Panthers here with two in a row and a lot of hype, a lot of hype, a lot of noise
0: speaking of homecoming did you get the opportunity to watch the new spider-man trailer
1: oh man what a beautiful beautifully done trailer gave me no answers. i'm, con- I'm
0: very confused
1: gave me no answers that's where i was going with it well done i have no answers and, and i don't want to know the movie obviously but come on man
0: there is uh and look this is the worst kept secret in the world if if uh, anyone isn't paying attention to the news and the world feel free to jump ahead 30 seconds but it seems very likely that Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Charlie Cox will be in this upcoming film. There's even some uh, some photos allegedly leaked from the set that um, that that Disney said were photoshopped and then demanded immediately were taken down. So take that for what you will. <laughs> but there, I watched a a thing about the trailer today, and like an Easter egg kind of deal. And uh, there is a scene when you see like the four villains kind of come together in that one scene by the whatever construction site Uh, reptile, it doesn't do it in the United States one, but the international one, it seems very clearly that reptile is punched in the face by someone who is not in the scene. So my guess is that one of the other Spiderman were digitally scrubbed out of that scene (laughs) and that they are, uh, they are in fact in the film.
1: I mean it's gonna be great i just, i want miles morales that is what be the thing for me yeah cool for the others I, and not because i mean obviously you know young brother spider-man but also like that represent that i want to say i was represented in live action because into the spider-verse is just such a good great movie i just want to see it done uh in this in this realm so oh for sure
0: and I'm into the Spider Verse is the best Spider Man movie, and then that's absolutely saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you think do you think he ends up in the Spider Verse as Toby? Uh, what not Toby? Tom Holland winds up back at Sony.
1: Ooh, good question. I haven't sat with that man because I think I have personal opinions on it that it will mm-hmm. influence. I mean, personal bias that'll influence like me actually evaluating it. Um, so I have to think about that. I, I almost hope not, but also would like it. It's weird. It's weird. Let me ask you, cause we've seen like a lot of hypothetical
0: casting for Miles Morales and this will, this will be it for this. Uh, Miles Morales, obviously uh, the son of a, of a, a black American father and a Puerto Rican mother. Mm-hmm. Do you, is it important to have, you know, it seems like all of the actors that they were kind of in the vicinity of and like talking to were just african-american actors we're black actors
1: it's important i feel like it's important to have that puerto rican side absolutely because it's 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 who he is it's who he is (laughs) his last name is morales and that the part of i mean there's parts of the into the spider-verse where you get that twang um, oh so good and and you've got and you've got to have that you've got to have that as a part of it
0: i'm so hyped for into the spider-verse too. i i cannot i cannot wait Uh, also his middle name is gonzalo for the record i so. didn't know that they could do that <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> no, last name,
0: yeah <laughs> I, so there is that is definitely leaning towards that puerto rican side um, <laughs> yeah i'm hyped about it but that that trailer looks awesome yeah, that's yeah my yeah. point I'm and excited. i just watched i just watched shang chi and that was not awesome
1: yo okay cool because i was getting like oh shang chi best blood twitter doing that stupid thing where it's like i think you just just now saw a new movie. And that's what yeah. you're excited about? Did you watch? Have you seen I, it? I did. I, I, I It took me two two viewings to finish. Okay.
0: I don't blame you.
1: I'm like, I don't care, man. It's not even well done, of course. But, like, I don't care. I do not care about this storyline at all. The connection is very, very minuscule. And I just. whatever. Well, it bums me out, though. It bummed me out because like the, those
0: early scenes, that fight on the bus yeah. is really good. It's yeah. funny. It feels like a Marvel fight. It feels like a Marvel scene. And then it just you know it's like live action fantasy
1: at that point. Yeah, just, yeah, it, yeah. It's like I wasn't uh, into it. Yeah, I, the big creatures, any old yeah, thing. We,
0: we kept joking that like they were they were back in Narnia. Every yes, time
1: yes, win. yes. <laughs> very weird, like wizard guy, like funny but like and and i don't like that casting because he can be funny but he's a great actual like sage-ish um you know amb- amb- ambiguous you know helper the guy that was yeah. short i don't know what he was to be honest
0: never thought i would say this but the movie needed more aquafina
1: <laughs> <laughs> man no one will ever say that again
0: Awesome. Like, she, I thought, like, the interactions between her and Simmy Lou were, like, the only redeeming part of the movie. Yeah. 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 I could see that. It was not good. It might be my least favorite Marvel movie of all time, honestly. Captain Marvel? I, like, I think there's at least it, it's relevant. That's true. That's true. The relevance, the relevance, the relevance. Like, at least, at least it's relevant. I, we, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it ties into the rest of it, but yeah. Plenty of time for that. Yeah. I'm also not excited about it. I hear The Eternals is kind
1: of terrible, but I'm gonna. I, I, well, we, we digress. But I'm gonna. I've been. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna. I've been back and forth. I'm gonna go see it.
0: I mean, I'll, I will see it when it it reaches the uh, the home DVD <laughs> Ah, there you go. Although it will probably be on Disney Plus a couple weeks before. Yep. Um. Now I'm I'm honestly kind of mad that I bought the the Shang Chi 4K uh, I was, <laughs> since I, I, I saw, saw it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess you know, completionist anyway. <laughs> we're going to be very rich after this parlay, so none of that none of that's going to matter. Nope. The uh Cincinnati Bengals travel to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders and Bavada has the Raiders plus 1 at home.
1: Plus 1 at home. Even match up all things considered outside of the fact that you've got this Bengals team who needs the juice, needs to mm-hmm. feel some juice. Uh I don't know if anyone is out this week, but the health, you know, I'm assuming that with, uh, the health is better, finally, um, and that they'll yeah. play like it. So give me the Bengals here.
0: Alright, Bengals. Basically, Bengals to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks, and Bavada has the Seahawks plus two and a half at home.
1: Man, the prayers didn't work. Those no. prayers did not work. Rusty. Russell horrible Rusty. Game. Jesus. Uh, and the Cardinals figuring out that they can do a lot with whoever. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all because that means they're good. Um, yeah. And I think that. Well, I mean, do you, are you are you that confident in that Cardinals team? They they looked incredible a
0: couple of weeks ago, but would oh, they lose by like twenty four to the the Cam Newton Panthers
1: last week? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think the energy they lost to energy there and some yeah, missing it's fair pieces, missing pieces too. I haven't checked the injury report, um, but... Kyler's trending to play. Yeah, that's what I figured. So with that said, you know, the cards are very hard to beat here. So give me the the Cardinals here, as I'm not sure what the Seahawks, um, how much rust they can shake off. If they couldn't get it done last week, I'm a little nervous now that um, it's still going to take some time.
0: Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, and Bovada has the Chiefs minus two and a half.
1: Yeah, you feel like the Chiefs woke up. I don't. I don't, actually. (laughs) I think they're still the same team that they are. This is a matchup nightmare for them, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Um, Extended plays won't be the game winners offensively. And uh, for the Chiefs, you know, this defense can do that. They actually are better suited uh, to, to cover extended plays. Um, they're going to run the ball. The Cowboys are. And uh, I mean, it's just not going to work well for the chiefs because that play action against those safeties is going to go well. Well, oh, just one of the mm. safeties. So give me mm-hmm. the Cowboys here to quote unquote upset the Chiefs. All right. Yeah.
0: It's crazy that we're considering this an upset. I mean, yeah. I guess you get three for playing at home, which means neutral site. The Cowboys are a half point better. Yeah. But yeah, this, this line feels, I mean, it's just so hard because it's the Chiefs. Exactly. And, Right. We don't know. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. The one thing I think we do know is that the over, which is set at 56 in this game, feels like a good play.
1: Absolutely. going with that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: They're going to they gonna score points. Yeah, be- the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, and Bavada has the Chargers minus five and a half.
1: Yeah. Give me the Chargers here, man. Give me the Chargers. The Steelers, they don't have... they. I just mentioned this earlier in the show, and we saw by tying the Lions that there is a lack of understanding in what they want to Mm. do and who they want to be. Fundamental. Fundamental. And that's really strange for a Steelers team. I need the Chargers here. I think the Chargers offense is still one of the hardest to face. Also, give me the Chargers.
0: Another big double digit line here. The New York Giants head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Bovada has the Bucs minus 11 at home.
1: Yeah. So don't mind the last NFC um, uh, East loss Mm -hmm. (laughs) that the Bucs faced. This is, we've seen this in basketball typically. And I think Tom Brady is very wise because I think he does incorporate this in spurts. Um, Kind of like the controlling the the what is the what when you're upward trending, gosh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like controlling that and make peaking. Make sure you peak at the right time. <laughs> and I think, you know, that Washington loss is around the time where it's like, look, guys, be prepared, play your ass off, all the things, but we're not gonna be shaken up. We're not gonna go into every game like it's our Super Bowl. We know what winning the Super Bowl is. And um and and you bounce back from those games with these games with the against the Giants. So I think a reminder game they win by two touchdowns. Give me the Bucks here. All right, so we
0: can cap at a twelve-team parlay. Taking our best twelve, a hundred dollars in our parlay here wins us two hundred and eighty thousand dollars.
1: Well, wow, I can't wait to win two thousand. Two thousand two hundred and eighty
0: thousand dollars. You know what? This might be worth this might be worth just putting ten bucks down a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Ten
0: bucks only ten bucks only wins us twenty eight grand, but uh not bad for an hour's work. I like it. I like that. I like it too. All right, that is it for this week's episode of the underdog NFL show for Mario Hines. I'm Chris Horwaddell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next time.